And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the Skype line with us today is Pastor Toby Sumter. And you may know of him because he is associated with something called Cross Politic. And uh, Toby, it's an honor to have you back on with us today. It's always good to be with you, Dan. Um, the other day I got an email from you guys there at Cross Politic. And um, this one was kind of short. It was encouraging us to build and fight. And, um, you know, to some folks, they they may think, oh, that doesn't sound very Christian. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit what you had on your mind there as you were encouraging uh, fellow Christians. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes there's, a, I think, just a, a false dichotomy presented uh, to Christians that basically either you can build— Either you can be, a, you know, constructive, creative, or uh, you can sort of be a, you know, a culture warrior. Or, you know, you can be a fighter. And and I think probably many of us have natural propensities that maybe lean us in one of those directions. Maybe we're uh, naturally more critically minded. Maybe we like to analyze arguments and see the flaws, and um, and so we can find ourselves maybe leaning in that direction and maybe other people uh you really really hate conflict you naturally you know see the good in other people or other other things or the upsides and and so you're more of a builder uh but i but i really think that faithful christian living means that we really have to figure out how to do both yeah um and and that doesn't mean, of course, there's different gifts in the body of Christ, and some people will still naturally probably tend to one of those things. But I think the the, the real model um, that, that I think of is, is the story of Nehemiah, where in Scripture the people have returned to the land and are attempting to begin rebuilding the, the city walls of Jerusalem, and and they're under attack by enemies. Mm-hmm. And... And so, and I think in there, um, Nehemiah sort of famously says, you know, all right, everybody's going to, uh, they're all building. They always want to rebuild the walls, but now they're being attacked. And he says, okay, um, everybody strap on a, a sword. And, um, and so have a sword at the ready, but keep building. Yes. Um, don't, don't stop building just because you're being attacked. And I, and I think both of those messages are really important. I think that uh, we live in times that mirror in certain respects, uh, those days of Nehemiah, where we're being harassed and attacked by many for our faith in Jesus Christ, for our holding to biblical um, values um, in our marriages and in our families and in our churches, uh, even in our businesses. And so it, it can be, I think you, you can feel, uh, get easily distracted and stop building when you really ought to keep building. And at the same time, maybe be afraid to fight where that's appropriate as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. Today our guest is Toby Sumter, pastor, and I believe you're pastor at King Cross Kirk in Idaho. Do I have that right? Yep, King's Cross Church. So it's King's Cross. Yes, sir. All right, there's an S in there. <laughs> um, yes. There is a um, website online, Cross Politic that you guys put together, and 
you all do this thing. It's not just you. There's a few other warriors with you. Yes, sir. And you have uh, discussions and everything. And I really like the description below the title. It says, Christ over politics. And it says this, we mix the taboo formula of faith, culture, and politics to bring the clarity of the gospel into muddle America. We are a community of Christians who desire to see the lordship of Christ in every corner of our culture, reigning over every politician and changing every individual for our good and his glory. It's a wonderful little statement. I have sometimes felt pressure as I listen to various sermons from very well-meaning Christian pastors that um, there's a bit of accusatory um, where it's almost saying that, well, you're you got to be careful. You don't set up idols, you know. <laughs> don't don't get involved in this this stuff in the world that's very dirty. Don't set up idols. Um, and to me, it's a it's a it's a problem with the both and versus the either or. And I think we can be Christian, have Christian values, and affect culture. So this statement. Uh, just goes along exactly with what what I personally believe, um, but I realize that there's a lot of good people out there that that would not like this statement. Um, have you have you met people <laughs> like that, and how do you handle it? Yeah, well, I I think in many ways that's why we started Cross Politic was because we we were well aware that uh, of exactly what you're describing. That I think for 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 far too long. Uh, Christians have accepted uh, the lie, which I, I really do think it's a lie, sometimes very well-meaning lie, sure. but uh, that um, that the Christian faith and the message of the gospel uh, does not have uh, directly public ramifications. Yeah. Uh, that it is, it is a public faith, and and therefore has ramifications for the public square and. Um, which would be, you know, politics, economics, education, science, arts, and um, and so we've we've chosen uh, this particular name, cross politic, to particularly emphasize this idea of uh, we believe that Christ is Lord of all. Uh, Abraham Kuyper famously said that uh, there is no square inch of this whole universe over which Christ does not cry, mine. Mm. And so we are wanting to live out or, or at least attempt to push into the corners um, this authority of Jesus Christ over everything. And, and of course, because we're living in, a, I think, the, the, the enlightenment, so-called enlightenment of the uh, uh, you know, 1700s and into the 1800s, uh, a philosophical movement that preceded us, uh, its central lie was basically you can be religious uh, in private. Uh, right. you, can be, you, can have, you can have your own personal moral values, uh, but you may not bring them into the public square. And, and the lie was basically religion in the public square is what causes wars and violence. <laughs> um, and of course... 
the the deep irony of that is that you know following that we've had two world wars and vietnam and you know on, ongoing conflicts around oh, the yeah. world and, and so uh, that that attempt at a, a neutral public square or or secularism uh, really has not solved the problem and as you know uh, you know look around you and you know we have all these mostly peaceful protests with you know buildings burning down in the background um, <laughs> it's true it, it just, it, it's it's that sort of the that they are sort of i think this it shows us though the dead end of secularism and it turns out that that attempt at a neutral public square or secularism really it really didn't drive religion out of the public square it just replaced it yeah, the the advocates of this sort of thing um, are are very smart people. I, I call them uh, radical to kingdom types, and uh, very smart people. They love the Lord, all of that, but they they make a a big deal out of common grace, and uh, it's almost like they don't want a uh, strictly Christian perspective of government. Uh, they really don't want that. Uh, at least that's that's what I'm getting from them. I guess they're okay if it happens, but. They don't think it's ideal, and I think the big point I've learned, and I could be wrong here, but the big point I've learned is some of these folks, maybe all of them, feel that God's perspective is that he does not want to establish Christendom in history. That That's what I've learned. Right. And I, and I believe that many of them, and again, and again I think they've been uh, discipled and trained by an alien worldview, um, yes. which which has convinced them that that Christendom is bad for the world. Um, right. That that if if you actually had Christian norms and Christian values um, in the public square, and if Christ was acknowledged as as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, that that would be oppressive and um, discriminatory and, <laughs> um, and and bad for the world. And I and I honestly think that. It's it's exactly the opposite. Uh, there are people who hate Christ, who simply do not want His reign and do not want His rule. Right. Um, who have who have fed us these these lies that says it's going to be oppressive. It's you know they they refer to us as you know wanting to set up some kind of you know Christo fascism yeah. or you know uh, some kind of Islamic state, some kind of you know Christian Sharia <laughs> law, and, and and you know I mean. I always just simply want to point back to the founding of our country and say, you know, the vast majority of the people who established America believed that America was a Christian nation. Correct, correct. And it is that Christian founding that has given the world um, the freest country that that is known to man. Christ is the one who gives freedom, and we have to remember that, um, that there's no freedom apart from Christ. No, right. Well, today our guest is Pastor Toby Sumter. Toby, when you were growing up, you were a very young man, a boy, young man. Did you ever think you would be a pastor? <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't, I don't remember thinking that. <laughs> um, but my my dad is a pastor. Okay, and and so I I grew up. Um, I'm a I'm a pastor's kid. And, and I, I will say I always, you know, my, my personal testimony is, is that I, I don't remember when I first believed in Christ sure. uh, as, as far as far back as I can remember, my parents, you know, taught me the gospel, taught me to pray, taught me to sing. And I always, I've always loved 
uh, worshiping God. I've always loved the gospel. Amen. And, and so, uh, and then, and then as a, as a, as a boy, my dad has always been um, very active in evangelism and, hmm. in, in literally going, you know, door to door, just introducing himself to strangers, um, going out to parks or the mall and handing out literature or, and just introducing himself and sharing the gospel. My, my, my dad came to the Lord in college um, through friends that shared the gospel with him. Yeah. And, uh, and so ever since, uh, that's been one of the things that just um, really drives my dad. And, and one of the things that I, I love the most and will always treasure about my father is how uh, he, would, he would take me with him out when he would go share the gospel with people. Mm. And, uh, and so I, you know, I grew up going with him door to door and out to the mall and, and, uh, to the park and, and watched my dad love people who, you know, of course thought they were having a perfectly decent afternoon at the park (laughs) (laughs) before, uh, this strange preacher came up and decided to tell them about Jesus. Um, but I'll, I will, so I will say, um, I always deeply respected that and looked up to my dad and um it was it, it took a little convincing I, I was all the way through college and i remember i read a i read a book there is a book called lectures to my students by charles spurgeon and um it was it was a series of lectures that he gave to students that were preparing for ministry and um in one of the early chapters spurgeon says if you can do anything else besides become a preacher, do it. Oh, yeah. Right. I, I've heard of that quote. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he says, you know, the, the, the calling of, of into the ministry and, <laughs> and the challenges that it brings are such that he says you, you really ought to be sure that you can't possibly do anything else. He yeah. says, if you know, if you, could, if you could be a barber or a butcher or a teacher or live without preaching the gospel, um, then do it. Yes. And I... I remember reading that, and 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 at the mo at the time, actually, I thought, ah, I'm off the hook, <laughs> <laughs> because I was uh, I was teaching at the time, I was fresh out of college, and I was I was I'd begun teaching, and I I love teaching, and I I love I'm I'm very comfortable around kids and children and young people, and um and I thought, ah, I'm 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 free, <laughs> I'm off the hook, <laughs> but I. Uh, but over the next couple of years, I, I was taking some courses. Our, our church here in Moscow um, has a, a ministerial program called Greyfriars Hall um, that's um, sort of a seminary-like program under the elders of the church. And, uh, and I was taking those classes um, not because I wanted to be a pastor, but I just wanted to keep learning. Sure. I, you know, I was uh, hungry to learn and read the Bible, and I was learning I got to learn uh, Hebrew, and I, I've always liked languages. And but over the next two or three years, um, basically sitting in those classes, you know, the Lord slowly closed off all the other doors, and and I began, you know, having some opportunities to preach and minister in the church. And it was um, through that that the Lord eventually convinced me that I, I couldn't possibly do anything else. Yes, yeah, that's that's a very good uh, testimony, really. Our guest today is Toby Sumter, and he's pastor of King's Cross Kirk in Idaho. 
let's talk a little bit more about this cross politic. Um, you don't just run that yourself. You got some other buddies helping you there. Yes. Can you describe describe who they are and and t- tell me more about this chocolate Knox guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the cross politic is the brainchild of Gabe Wrench. Gabe Wrench is the one who came to me uh, in early 2016 and said, I'd like to start a, a, a political podcast uh, bringing the Christian worldview to conservative politics. Sure. Uh, are, are you interested? And I didn't really know what a podcast was, I don't think, at the time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, But I thought, well, yeah, that, that sounds interesting. And I just sort of, without too much thought, said, sure. I'll, I'll help with that. I <laughs> had no idea exactly what I was committing myself to, but Gabe was a, an acquaintance of mine in the community, but I, you know, I appreciated him and, and thought, well, he's, he's a fun guy and it'd be interesting to talk with. And, and then um, as we started talking about what we were going to do and, and I started realizing what a podcast was, I, I thought, oh, this is going to, this takes a little bit more technical knowledge. <laughs> And, uh, you know, Gabe's the kind of guy that would figure it out, but it would also probably be, you know, put together with duct tape and, you know, <laughs> um, and chicken wire and, um, and it would work. But I thought, you know, if we're going to do this, we really ought to do it right. And so I said, let's try to find a third guy who maybe has a little bit more technical knowledge. Sure. Um, and, and there was this gentleman, his stage name is chocolate Knox. His name is David Shannon. Um, uh, but David Shannon had just moved up here to the community recently, and I knew that um, his main job was a he was a, um, a video sound editor. Oh wow! Um, he had been involved in uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Way of the Master Radio. I've and, heard of that. Uh, yeah, and, um, and then uh, had had worked with. Um, Oh, I'm going to blank on the guy's name out of Atlanta, but there's a, a Christian guy who has a TV show down sure. there and um, had been involved though with sort of the in the tv movie radio industry for a number of years and wow. just did that and so i knew he had a small studio here in town already and so we um, reached out to him and initially he said no <laughs> <laughs> and uh uh he i think and, and looking back and we've talked to him since then because i think gabe and i had really had no idea what we were getting ourselves into david knew what we were trying to get ourselves into Correct. he he had he had been doing this for a number of years and knew the investment that it would be and so we took his no for an answer initially tried a couple other folks got several more no's and then i i told gabe i said why don't we go back to 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 david to chocolate Knox, and just see <laughs> if he let it, let us use his studio uh-huh. maybe we can Maybe we can rent it from him or maybe, you know, he could give us a few lessons to use his equipment yeah. and even if he doesn't want to do it himself. Well, he agreed to come in and talk to us about that. And unbeknownst to me and Gabe, Knox had sort of softened a little bit and decided that in a conversation with us, he was going to sort of give us an interview. <laughs> <laughs> and so... We talked for about an hour or longer in my in my pastoral office and had a great time just talking. I mean, and we kind of all have different experiences and backgrounds and very different personalities. Um, the The name Chocolate Knox, by the way, comes from uh, if you know John Knox, 
Um, he was is the sort of the the godfather of Presbyterianism from Scotland. Yeah, and um, was was famous for driving the Reformation, the Protestant Reformation in Scotland, and and for particularly for his prayer um, that he was known for pleading with God, "Give me Scotland or I die." Amen. And uh, so very very earnest, zealous reformer uh, in Scotland, and sometime a number of years ago, um, somebody that Knox was working with, David Shannon, was talking about his great burden for the black church. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he grew up in the black church, and um, and you know, his, and his family and friends there, and and had kind of come slowly over from uh, the kind of Pentecostal tradition to mm-hmm. a more a more reformed and Protestant perspective and he was talking one time about how he his great burden for for the black church and this guy said well you're like the chocolate knox <laughs> that's where and, that came uh, from <laughs> and so that that's uh, so his if you look him up on twitter um chocolate knox on on twitter his his little tagline is give me the black church or i die oh that's cool um, that's really cool yeah. now so. now today um we're almost to the end our guest is toby sumter and uh, he's associated with. First of all, he's a pastor. First of all, he's a he's a husband and a father. But he is a pastor of King's Cross Kirk in Idaho, and he's associated with this Cross Politic podcast. And I'd like people to get signed up for that if they're interested. Toby, how could they go about doing that? Yeah, you can go to crosspolitic.com and and certainly find all the uh, a lot of the information and shows there. We also have an app. Um, that you can download on your uh, phone, on your smartphone. Um, you can search CrossPolitik, or we have a little tagline, Fight, Laugh, Feast, and you can, um, that sort of summarizes that build and fight motif uh, we were talking about earlier. But if you search CrossPolitik or Fight, Laugh, Feast you, on your, your favorite app store, you can download the app and you can catch all the shows uh, there as well. Well, what I'm impressed with is you folks there, you really put, uh, action to your prayers, you get out and you get her done, as it were, and you're not afraid. If if you're obeying Christ, and it means even to the point of getting arrested, you're, you're not doing any violence, but you, you're trying to follow the Lord in public as well as the church, so be it. And I, I remember seeing uh, someplace uh, your buddy there, Wrench, uh, he was being arrested, I believe, in one of these uh, COVID lockdown scenarios where you just wanted to sing psalms. And uh, I, I, you guys, um, my hat's off. May the Lord bless your work and, and prosper it and grow it. And I, I hope and pray that there's many more instances of what you're doing all over the country because I think it's godly and, and much needed. Amen. Th- thank you so much, Dan, and God bless your work as well. Toby, my friend, I hope to speak to you again. God bless you. Thanks. And dear listener, please join us next week for another edition of A Plain Answer. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. The Lord God
go You are from all eternity The seas have lifted up, oh Lord The seas have lifted up their voice Their voice Lord God reigns He is in majesty Worship you. 